Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Tonight, I will be interviewing Alan Vaisberg. He is a recalibration expert and creator of the Seamless Method, who facilitates people's transition from unfulfilled and stressed to doing what they love and being at peace. He speaks on life purpose, career change, work-life balance, and the recalibration process and runs online programs helping people recalibrate their lives. He is also the best, uh, the author of the best-selling, critically acclaimed book, The New Love Triangle. I'm very excited to chat with him and and hear his message. So let's bring him in now. So welcome, Alan, to my podcast, and thank you so much for joining us this evening. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Awesome. How are you doing tonight? I am doing well. I have just returned from a trip to L.A., so uh, getting acclimated back to the snow. Oh, snow. Yeah, we have snow here, too. <laughs> it's not lovely, but it's good, I guess, in some ways. Mm-hmm. So please introduce yourself to our listeners and, and tell me a little bit about yourself and, and what you're doing, what your message is. Sure. Uh, my name is Alan Vaisberg. I'm a professional balloonist, and I sell refrigerators on the side. I'm an author, uh, I, uh, I'm a coach, I help people find, uh, um, find the relationship with themselves, with others, um, I help people with work-life balance, I help uh, corporations with employee experience and employee wellness programs, so essentially mm-hmm. I'm in the personal development uh, field, um, helping people, sometimes through humor, sometimes through being a shoulder to cry on, but uh, all in the hopes of helping people grow, get in touch with who they really are, and uh, help them in the way. Awesome. So on that topic of helping people uh, find out who they are, um, how common is it to, to run into people that really, like they know something is not right, but how many people like just don't know who they are? Uh, well, it's it's very common for us to be confused. Um, mm-hmm. I think all of us instinctually know who we are, and we all know mm-hmm. why we're here. Um, some of us don't want, don't want to accept that, uh, or mm-hmm. don't want to accept what uh, we feel like we are, because we're afraid of it, or because we're afraid to share that with other people nor because we think that if we pursue that, then it won't be able to uh, make us money or other people will think we're nuts. Um, mm-hmm. I am a combination of all of those factors. And so <laughs> I, I know because I speak from, <laughs> from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really not uh, uncommon for people to be confused about it, but I think in every case that, uh, that I've encountered, people do really know who they are. And once you start mm-hmm. uh, digging in, once they get in touch with who they are or let me rephrase, once they get in touch uh, with the inside uh, rather than mm-hmm. uh, listening to the outside stimuli, they have a pretty good op- opinion uh, that then starts uh, clearing up of who they mm-hmm. are and why they're here. 
Right. And what do you think stops a lot of people from doing that? Do you think it's like, do you think it's one certain thing or do you think it's a combination of things? Like, go ahead, sorry. Like I was kind of thinking in my thoughts would be like some um, negative beliefs that we hold about ourselves or that we should stand up to have a certain standard to set to. Yeah, and uh, it it all really goes back to the primal uh, element. It's it's fear. We we are fearful to look in the mirror. Uh, We're fearful Mm -hmm. to really take a unobstructed view of who we are and uh, Mm -hmm. get to that point where we're somewhat the 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 uh, naked and afraid <laughs> the show that comes to mm-hmm. mind that I've never watched but I have heard yeah. the name but that's essentially who we are we're naked and afraid and we're afraid of that vulnerability but once we get through that and allow ourselves the opportunity to actually be that then we start mm-hmm. seeing that there's nothing to be afraid of Mm-hmm. And what would be some examples of, of somebody that's not really being true to who, who they really are? Um, again, people who uh, go to work uh, hating it or go to work convincing themselves that this is the only thing that they can do, even though they're not happy about it. So, you know, mm-hmm. from the career perspective, that's that. People who are in relationships with the quote-unquote wrong person, which is not really a wrong person. Uh, we mm-hmm. all arrived at uh, our destinations uh, via our own choices. Uh, yeah. Plus, you know, uh, the things that happen in past lives, if you believe in such things. Um, mm-hmm. But it really, it, it's just a reflection. The outside world really is a mirror uh, of what's mm-hmm. in, uh, inside of you. So mm-hmm. it's, again, that inability or the fear of looking inside the, that mirror uh, to see right. who you are. but. At every point, essentially, your gauge is your happiness factor. If you're happy, Mm -hmm. if you're joyful, uh, if you're loving, then you know that you're on the right track. If you're not, then there are things that need to be discovered. Right. And that would be, you know, like if you were kind of feeling negative or bad things seem to always happen to you kind of thing, you know, that kind of path is, is where you're maybe not in touch with your own self. Potentially, it's uh, it's it's mm-hmm. somewhat of a complicated uh, you know matter because it depends on on many uh, factors. You know, there is the mm-hmm. energetic factor. There are factors based on our belief systems. And there are factors based on you know what environment we're in in terms of uh, who's around us. So there are many mm-hmm. things that happen, and it's it's not just one. But mm-hmm. um, again, the reflection: if you are unhappy, or if negative things continue to happen hit the pause button uh, if you can in that state, which is, uh, which is not an easy state to do so. But hit the mm-hmm. pause button and start analyzing what, what kind of uh, got me here and why do I keep mm-hmm. reliving the same story. Again, I do this all the time. I, I know mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I advise others to do, and I know mm-hmm. what the right thing for myself to do, <laughs> and that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that I do it. So uh, yeah. I'm... I'm it's, it's running around in circles until you finally face it and then move on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a huge part about it, too, is accountability for yourself, right? Like your mm-hmm. your strengths and your weaknesses. Because mm-hmm. we, I see that, you know, myself included, I'm not perfect. I am human being. Um, but I see, you know, pointing the finger outward instead of really looking inward to see where 
where you play a part in everything going on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, so it's, it's a, a part of the journey, right? So, mm-hmm. You know, initially we get mad at the opponent until we realize that, uh, you know, it's our own fault. And then at some point we realize that it's not a fault at all, that it's just a yeah. experience. So it's, it's yeah. the natural progression that we go through. Yeah, exactly. And it and so that's what you do is to work with people so that they can have a hand on the journey, so to speak, right? It's yeah, it's true. I'm I'm the mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I'm the uh I'm the elevator that uh, allows them to look at uh, their current situation from above so they can see mm-hmm. for what it is. Uh, sometimes I am the um the calm and peaceful voice and sometimes I'm the rude uh, uh, awakening of what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, whatever yeah. is the right thing at that situation, and hopefully I make the right choice with it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to be tough. I mean, like I know myself with my own coaching, it's tough because mm-hmm. you have to do, you have to guide people, but at the same time it's, it's tough if you can't understand, you know. You know, you yeah. can't. Um, and you got to kind of say to people, you know, wake up. <laughs> this is what's going on. But I think in my own experience, those people are the most grateful because nobody else around them will, will actually call them out and hold them accountable for what they're doing, hence why they hire somebody. That's a lot of it too, I think, right? Yeah, and uh, I've noticed, that, at least with my clients, that everyone that I speak to um, is there because they're a reflection of what I'm going through myself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it could mm-hmm. be on a different yeah. level. It could be something that I have already faced. But everyone yeah. that I speak to is, is that. So when yeah. you're speaking to them, really you're speaking to yourself. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. Again, the beautiful way in which the universe works of allowing yeah. everybody to be an equal participant uh, mm-hmm. in each other's journey. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So, tell me a bit about your book that you've wrote. Yeah, the uh, the New Love Triangle, <laughs> mm-hmm. the book that uh, yeah. every time I pronounce it makes me smile. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I wrote it. Uh, I wrote a couple of years ago. I think it has been a couple of years. Well, um, mm-hmm. in uh, I think May uh, two years ago it came out. I'm going to mm-hmm. open the book to see. Was it really two years ago? I think it was. <laughs> Time um, flies. Yeah, it was uh, copyright 2016. Yes, it was two years ago. Wow. So uh, a couple yeah. years ago, I wrote um, I wrote this book because um, a a book that's uh, that's been actually you know highly influential uh, mm-hmm. in my own relationship with uh, with my wife um, mm-hmm. was a book by Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages. And, okay. Um, yeah. A number of years later, uh, I uh, had the pleasure of having Mr. Chapman on my radio program, and I talked to him, and then uh, during that conversation, and this was, you know, many years uh, since I read the book, uh, uh, you know, at the beginning of our marriage uh, with my Mm -hmm. wife, which was, I think, now is going to be 19 years this year. Um, So I had him on the program, and I I kept on wanting to tell him that, hey, uh, Gary, you're you're missing one language that's uh, kind of the most important thing here. Because, um, you know, for those who are familiar with the book, you'll understand. For those who are not, it's essentially the uh, way that we perceive and expect love. So for mm-hmm. some, it's uh, touch. For some, it's uh, kind word. For some, it's gifts. For some, it's uh, spending quality time together. Right? 
So, but even if um, both uh, you know, parts of the relationship, uh, both of you understand what your love languages are and what each other's love languages are, it does not mean that you actually do anything about it or mm-hmm. you are capable to move the needle to the point where the other person is going to uh, be okay with it. So then mm-hmm. what? Right? So yeah. then you're at an impasse. Uh, and the there are, you know, there are a few solutions. Uh, one of those solutions is to um, uh, learn how to love yourself. And that, to me, the first love language of learning how to love yourself. Again, as mm-hmm. a part of the process, you learn to love yeah. yourself in order to love others. And then yeah. once you love others, you understand that it's not about you at all. But yeah. it's a part of the process. So I created my wellness program, which is called the Seamless Method. And Seamless is an acronym for the eight elements that make it up. And uh, L within Seamless is love. So I've Mm -hmm. been teaching people the aspects of the three types of love uh, for a while, uh, quite a while before the book came out. And I always knew that it was its own uh, own journey. I thought it would be its own program and its own book. And then uh, Mm -hmm. two years ago, I finally wrote it. And the new love triangle, as uh, funny as the name sounds, is really me trying to change the paradigm uh, of mm-hmm. the three types of love that we should be engaged in, which are mm-hmm. loving yourself, loving others, and then loving your day. So in it forming the new love triangle, which hopefully will become a um, stabilization uh, factor on which you can build everything mm-hmm. else. Awesome. That sounds Sounds common sense to me. <laughs> I'd like that. Easier said than done. I think like a lot of us have issues with that, that loving yourself, you know, like yeah. that taking that time out to pay attention to yourself, especially women. Like I find women, mothers, you know, and, and if they work on top of it, like every, you're so busy helping everybody else that you totally kind of lose yourself in in the thick of it all and I think that's a huge message that needs to be put out there and that's why I wanted to have you on on this show is because for that message is um, the awareness to really people need to look within like stop looking outwards for love (laughs) because you're never going to find it what you know in your expectation of it is just you know, you have to build up your own love for yourself and respect for yourself and all of those things before you can get it in another person, right? Very true. And um, I find that people think, <clears throat> you know, self-love as some egotistical or <laughs> mm-hmm. endeavor, yeah. which it's yeah. not. And no, you're no. you're mentioning women, and that's a, that's a really good example. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to seem a little weird coming from a man, but let's talk about the other you know, type of love. And mm-hmm. for a woman to understand how to be loved in a physical sense, she has to first mm-hmm. understand what that feels like to her own, to herself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you really need to understand self-pleasure until you learn how to do uh, pleasure with another person. So you can guide mm-hmm. them through it. You cannot be in a, uh, in a dependency uh, on another yeah. to give you that pleasure. And then moving away no. from the physical aspect, it's really the same thing. Because yeah. we try to find someone that fits with us. 
And what that usually yeah. means is that we try to find somebody who provides to us the love that we are seeking. And right. that in itself is a position of dependency. You are dependent yeah. on receiving love from somebody else because you are not getting it yourself. And that yeah. is never a good recipe. You no, that's have right. to be independent. And you know, in our age of uh, feminism and independence, that really is the independence. You have to mm-hmm. be independent that... It doesn't mean that uh, you are, you're not loving somebody else. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you are not providing them with the love that they need. It just means that in order for you to do so fully, you need to understand what it's like to love you first. Yeah, yeah. And no. giving yourself enough time to actually do so. <clears throat> I speak to, uh, you know, I meet parents who have autistic or, uh, or, um, or children with, uh, with other uh, ailments. And mm-hmm. they spend a lot of their time giving to their kids, which is understandable. It's admirable. But yeah. in that process, they tend to exhaust all of the energy by focusing upward on their children. And yeah. the relationship with the spouse uh, is uh, becoming negatively affected. Their relationship with yeah. themselves is uh, almost forgotten. And yeah. that is not healthy. So no. I, you know, I try to give my book away for free to uh, to those organizations um, mm-hmm. because the parents need to read it. The parents really yeah. need to get to the point where they learn or relearn how to love themselves because then yeah. they can fully be present for somebody else. Yeah. Could you give us a couple examples of things that um, men and women? Like, I don't know, I think men are equally to blame for not loving themselves enough. Oh, um, but could you give us some examples of things that, that they could do, you know, um, yeah. for that? Because I think a lot of people, they have no idea, you know, what does it mean? How do I love myself? You know, like, I know some things that work for me, but mm-hmm. if you could give us your take on that, that would be awesome. Yeah, and uh, again, it's it's in the book, but let me give you some examples uh, from it. Mm-hmm. Um, stopping the self-abuse. For whatever reason, we wear this badge of honor of being our own uh, worst self-critic. Yeah. And we think that that's awesome. And we think that that's yeah. something to really be uh, um, be admired, where... In fact, it's defeatist uh, approach because we really need to be our own best friend. We, uh-huh. we should yeah. not be the one who criticizes ourselves. That doesn't mean that we're not looking at ourselves from an objective standpoint. That just means yeah. that all the berating that we do on a daily basis is obscene. Um, yeah. If we measure the uh, thought uh, percentage of the negative thoughts that we have, uh, it would be terrifying. You know, every yeah. time people look in the mirror, we're talking women, we're talking men, look in the mirror, oh, ooh, don't like those wrinkles, you know, there's uh, too much weight here, you don't look good, you know, unless I put uh, this makeup on, it's not going to cover this, what will people think? Uh, I'm not good enough. Uh, I can't believe I just ate that. I know that I shouldn't. It's this constant bombardment of negative uh, programming that we have no way of filtering. Because mm-hmm. when somebody is telling us that you're an idiot or you are not worthy, we have a natural yeah. filtering mechanism where it comes from somebody 
we can uh, say that, hey, they don't know what's actually happening, not take yeah. all of that in. You know, it's rare yeah. that we don't take any of it in, but we can take some of that and throw it out, whereas when we're yeah. berating ourselves, we have no ability to filter that. So right. stopping that self-abuse is the first step in learning how to love yourself. I agree. 100%. <laughs> So that's that's that is good. So how would you recommend doing that? Like the first thing that comes to mind for me would be to when you look in the mirror, mm-hmm. um, maybe make it a point to look in the mirror and point out like a couple good things you see first, like yeah. maybe even out loud or something. You should absolutely, um, and that's that's the second thing I have people do. I don't get them talking to the mirror quite uh, quite yet until step three. Um, mm-hmm. I get people start to write down uh, what they love about themselves. Okay. And then I have uh, people continue building up that list on a daily basis and then read it twice a day. Read it as, uh, when they wake up and read it before they go to sleep of all the okay. things you love about yourself. And it's kind of a way one. to reprogram. Yeah. Reprogram. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's mm-hmm. really what we are. You know, our Schwarzenegger... In uh, Terminator, put it uh, very aptly, I'm a learning machine. And that's what we are. We are are, learning machines. So we Mm -hmm. have programmed ourselves with these belief systems that are not Mm -hmm. serving us. And this Mm -hmm. is a way to reprogram ourselves in order to vibrate at a different frequency. So Mm -hmm. self-love is um, achievable only when Mm -hmm. you remove the negative stimuli. And when you right. replace it with a positive one. Yeah. And things change, like, around yeah. you, too, I think. You know, I, even with my own experience and journey, um, when I really focus on that self-love, it reflects everywhere in my relationships, in my work, like, everything. Um, but if I'm kind of having a bad day or a bad week, maybe, <laughs> you know, it, that also reflects around me. <laughs> It's true. Um, mm-hmm. think, think to music, right? Uh, everybody has played some sort of an instrument or at least have heard it. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, not everybody. I guess they, the people who, uh, who cannot hear my apologies to them, then, then they mm-hmm. wouldn't be listening to the radio. So never mind. Um, point mm-hmm. being, uh, a musical key. There are some keys that are very pleasant to hear and you want to hear more, and there are some keys that are not. So yeah. the vibration of those keys is the same as vibration of us as people. And you know, based on your experience of meeting people at work or meeting people in restaurants or just on the street, you can sense whether somebody is a negative person or somebody is a positive person, somebody Mm -hmm. that you want to be around and somebody you want to get away from. So when you have aspects of self-love, you are no longer, quote-unquote, a vampire who's draining other people because they mm-hmm. cannot provide that energy themselves. You are yeah. radiating outward, and yeah. you're radiating on that uh, at that frequency of love, and people want to be around you, and then yeah. things naturally you know go with that. We carry mm-hmm. everything with us, and yeah. all around us uh, it resonates. Yeah, exactly. So, what would be your um, top advice to our listeners today um, if you could just get one 
one huge message out today, what would that be? Well, we already talked about self-love, so um, yeah. let's switch to, uh, to another uh, topic. The advice would be okay. to take a few minutes out of every day, and by few, I mean that quite literally. It could be just a few minutes, two minutes, or it could be as mm-hmm. long as you like, and do mm-hmm. something that you truly love doing that's just for you, whether it's playing a sport, whether it's reading a newspaper, whether it's sitting outside and listening to the birds chirping, if it's painting, if it's writing, if it's singing, if it's dancing, whatever it is that is you, mm-hmm. do that for a few minutes at least every day, and no yeah. day will ever be a waste. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I like to... That's for me, it's listening to the birds outside. (laughs) And I make sure I have to do it every day. And if I don't, it's funny because the blue jays will come out and they'll start making a lot of noise to get me out there. Yeah, yeah. it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, Awesome. Well, where can uh, can our listeners find your book? You have a website? Um, yeah, uh, one of the easy ways to get there is to go to the name of the book, which is the uh, website address, thenewlovetriangle.com, or okay. uh, just simply Google Ellen Vaisberg. Uh, there are only two of us around. One is a very nice lawyer in L.A., and I'm the other guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're the very nice coach in, I can't even remember where you were from. Chicago. Chicago, okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for taking some the time out of your busy schedule today, Alan, to talk with us. Um, I, I love your message. I love. I, I'm going to look up your book. I want to uh, make sure I can share it out there and read it for myself. And uh, I encourage all of you listeners to do the same and to take take his advice. Listen to him; he's a smart guy. <laughs> Of course, because he's on my show. (laughs) Very true. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alan, and you take care, and we will talk again soon. So that was Alan Vaisberg. Um, I encourage you to take a look at his website, thenewlovetriangle.com. You can find it also on my website, rawrelationships.net. If you click past interviews, you will see um, his right up there. So, um, again, encourage you, check it out. And uh, I like the idea of his new paradigm to kind of put self-love first before um, seeking any love from anyone else. Because uh, this is a huge message that I as well am trying to put out there. So thank you so, so, so much for tuning in and listening and joining us and have a great night. Peace out.